Welcome to the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast, the podcast for HVAC contractors who are ready to quit screwing around and begin growing their business. Powered by Rival Digital. On this show, you'll hear from industry leaders and become equipped with the tools and knowledge you need to build a world-class business. Now, here's your host, Eric Thomas. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome Hello. back to the show, everybody. Hey, Amanda, how are you doing today? Good. How about you? I'm good. Hey, out there, listeners. Thank you for tuning into another episode of the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast. My name is Eric Thomas. I'm the host of this show. Uh, before we get going, we got our housekeeping items. As always, if you enjoyed this show, if you found some value out of it, if it made you laugh, if it made you cry, if it made you rethink the way you run your entire business, let us know by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts, please. And also for you Spotify listeners out there, all 32% of you, you can leave reviews for podcasts on Spotify now, by the way. Fun fact, you can't actually type anything, but you can give it a five-star <clears throat> rating. So if you're listening to this on Spotify, it would mean the world to me if you left us a review. Um, so yeah, those are our housekeeping items as always. Uh, we are super excited to roll out this part one of, of our part four series with our friends at schedule engine. And as such, we have our first guest of the four part series with us today. Amanda, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Super excited for this. Uh, so Amanda, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself for our listeners out there. Tell them a little bit about what you do with schedule engine and all that good jazz. Sounds good. I am Amanda Woodley. I am a member of the Schedule Engine team here um, working in the sales division. So um, myself and my team, we do a lot of promoting of our content, showing people what we have to offer and seeing if it's a good fit long term. And then just making sure that once um, someone is kind of partnered up with us here at Schedule Engine, that they have a great experience moving forward. Nice. So yeah. we had, we, we, we've had Schedule Engine on the show in the past. Uh, for those who are our our faithful listeners, you'll remember we had uh, Alyssa on the show a while back. So, so we in that episode we covered a lot about what Schedule Engine is, what it does, all the features, all that good stuff. So, we're going to skip all of that stuff today because we've got some pretty good content for you to chat with or to talk about. Um, and so, if you want to learn more about Schedule Engine, I just encourage you to go back to that episode after this and uh, and dig in some. So, today we're going to be talking about a uh, topic that's pretty. Uh, pretty relevant uh, in probably the next few weeks, at least uh, as we kind of turn the corner in the wintertime, head towards springtime. And that is the shoulder season and some ways to combat shoulder season slowness. So uh, Amanda, why don't you start by telling us some tips for those of uh, those of our listeners out there who are looking to be proactive and get ahead of shoulder season? I love it. Yeah. So some of the things that we've been talking about kind of here at Schedule Engine um, and really just with some of our other thought leaders is just ways to prepare. So some of the main things that we've heard, I'll start with three of them and then we can kind of dive in from there, um, is one, really focusing on your marketing efforts. So there are a ton, a ton of things that you can do to prepare, make sure that you're connecting with your customers, um, those who are former and then those that might be new. So focusing on your marketing, making sure your website is how you like it to be, and then being really consistent with your branding, your presence online, um, and then really any other, other marketing platforms that you do, so flyers, 
um, signs, etc. Um, second, uh, we say that it's super important to take this time to just make sure that you're evaluating a lot of the parts of your business. So considering changing things that maybe you didn't do before. So being available after hours, having new ways to connect with your customers online um, is super important. Um, and then last, I would say it's a great time to get connected with peers, join groups, attend conferences, listen to sessions that are going on, listen to things like this podcast to learn yeah. stuff. Um, but yeah, those are kind of the three things I'll start with on ways that you can prepare. Yeah. So let's, let's dive, let's dive into marketing. That's a, a fun topic to talk about oh, yeah. here on the smart HVAC marketing podcast. So let's talk about marketing. Uh, you know, what are, what are some, some good ideas that contractors can do for marketing to, uh, to kind of stay top of mind with their customers and with, uh, homeowners in their area? Yep. So I think um, there's a number of good things. One, I think online presence is becoming more and more and more prevalent and more and more important. Um, so your website plays a huge role into the way that people can kind of see you, learn about you, understand what you do. Um, so really optimizing that from all angles. So if someone is getting to your website, making sure that they have a way to book or get in contact with you pretty easy, pretty seamlessly. Um, I think that is super important, making sure that your presence is kind of consistent on not only your website, but any of those other sites that kind of display your brand. So I know that there's like Yelp, Facebook, um, Google is a huge one, Google Local Services. So making sure that your online presence is how you want it to be. Yeah. Yeah, that's something I see a lot um, with contractors. And if you're listening to this right now and you're looking for quite possibly the easiest way to unify your brand uh, before doing anything else. That is to just get on your computer and go to every social media platform you have, your Google business profile, your Yelp listing, your home advisor listing, Angie's list, Thumbtack, whatever it is, anywhere and everywhere you have a listing, make sure the name of the business is the same across all of them. Make sure the logo is the same. Make sure the website address is the same, the phone number, uh, you know, some of them you have tracking numbers. That's okay. Uh, but for the most part, just you could take an hour, hour and a half and just go make sure that all of your listings are accurate. It's totally agree. Start. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, a lot of them will like loop back to your website as well. So updating that information can be super valuable. Um, there's also ways for on a number of those platforms for them to get in contact with you. Uh, so just kind of understanding how to, meet with your customers, talk to them on all these variety of platforms um, is also really important. I forget the statistic, but it's something crazy about how many people are looking kind of for instant gratification when, you know, kind of pursuing or shopping online, even if it is for home services. Um, so the more that you can be available, the better. Yeah. Yeah, that that's a great point. I don't know the statistic either. We'll just go ahead and say it's like, 90, <laughs> we'll say it's like 93%. Let's just make yeah. it up. Cause you know, 83% of stats are made up on the spot, right? <laughs> we'll say, we'll say it's, it's 93%. Um, oh, that's funny. Uh, so yeah, that's a great point. Okay. Cause you know, something I've been kind of talking about a lot here lately um, is kind of like resimplifying the way we think about marketing, which is like, what is marketing? Marketing is one, get people and then two, get people to do something. Yep. And when you get people in this industry, it's either because of a need because they have no heat or no AC or a want because they want to upgrade their system. And like, if they need your service, they have no heat, their water heaters ruptured, whatever it is, like 
they need they need you to be available and they need you to be able to like get to their house and fix their problem yep. and so making it super easy for them to schedule or contact you or whatever it may be is i think is, is super important and, and that starts on the website yep. so what are some strategies that you all see uh, in regards to like a good clean website or or kind of like that when it comes to like getting the availability there for customers yep um this is going to be a quick shameless plug here at schedule legend we obviously have an online booking widget an online scheduler um that is super valuable and allows for customers to book kind of real-time appointments through your website um but if you're not partnered with us um, a number of the dispatching softwares have that availability as well kind of giving people the option to take those additional steps um, something a little bit above and beyond like a form fill. Uh, what we see with a lot of those is people don't feel as tethered to it or not really sure how to put in the right information. Uh, and those can take a long time for people mm -hmm. to respond. So the longer, the, the more time that there is between kind of that initial contact and response, uh, the likelihood that you've lost a customer is someone else who has kind of those easy ways to connect on their website um, or on their Yelp or on their Google, whatever it might be. Yeah. So let's play devil's advocate here. So yep. let's just say, uh, say they have a very simple website. Maybe they don't, they're not ready to make, make that big leap in, in yep. the investment for the, you know, the appropriate technology uh, and they need a, a form fill. What elements of a contact form do you think are like most appropriate? Cause like you're, like you were saying, most homeowners, they see the form and says like, how can we help you? And they're like, um, my heat doesn't work. I don't I know. What do you mean? How can you help me? So what do you think is like the best, kind of meet in the middle solution for a contact form? Yep. I think short and simple, if you're going to have a contact form, one from the business side is just collect as much contact information as possible. So I think it's super important to leave availability, obviously for name, phone number, email, ask how they prefer to be in contact with. So if it could be text messages, if that's their preferred method, email or phone call, you have the likelihood of kind of capturing that person. Um, and then I would kind of leave the open question to being like, what can what, what's your current problem or like, what are you hoping to have fixed versus like, you know, what's wrong with your HVAC system or like, what is it doing? Cause it's kind of hard to write like, Oh, it's making like strange sounds in the middle of the yeah. night. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you could even like have the little checkbox, like what's not working, yep. heating, AC, plumbing, and then you just call them. Cause I yep. mean, like you're saying, there's a lot of times folks think that, you know, the homeowner thinks or knows what's wrong, but they don't. Uh, so yeah, so yep. so kind of shifting, you know, offsite and more onto like uh, some of these other marketing efforts you were talking about, yep. like community groups or trade shows, local trade shows, home and garden shows, stuff like that. Um, what are some solid tactics there for you know staying top of mind? Uh, I think it's super important, just one, to get involved um, and be super active in your area, in your community. Um, so there's a number of amazing, amazing associations that we all know of that are hosting conferences over this time. But say you don't have the availability or the means to get to those, uh, get involved. They have folks in your area, I guarantee, that are fellow members that can either give you some insight. They can partner up with you to let you know what's worked for them. Um, because regionally, you know, things might be better uh, than than other areas of the country. Um, mm -hmm. So you want to make sure that you focus in on that stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tough time for the, uh, the home and garden shows. Cause I know a lot, like I've been helping a few of our clients, you know, locate a home and garden show for, you know, for their spring marketing efforts. And yep. it's like, you're calling these event organizers. And we're like, is it still on? Are we, yeah. 
Is there going to be anyone there? Um, so, you know, it's, it, I feel like it's pretty tough right now, but yeah, if you can, you know, if you can find that, that home and garden show and you do get to attend it, uh, something I've seen some folks do that's worked in, you know, in the midst of the pandemic is, uh, go onto the event page, the event Facebook page and go live, like from, your business page or from like your personal page and then just like walk around and show everybody who's watching on Facebook, what's happening there. That way, those who can't make it or decided that they didn't want to go can still get a uh, a glimpse of what they're missing out on, and then it comes from your from your brand. Yep, I love that. I think that's a fantastic idea. Um, and you know, if you don't feel comfortable going live, kind of just to complement that, you can make posts. You can uh, kind of like echo that you're there. Um, I think too, from the business page, you can kind of mark that you're attending events. So while people are looking, they can know that you'll be there. Yeah. So community events are, are always solid. Um, yep. what are, what are some other things, I guess, maybe not so much digital, but like, um, just more like traditional, uh, type events that you guys have seen work. We have seen some other things just like from the marketing realm. Um, we have seen kind of flyers be very helpful to some mm-hmm. areas. Um, so making sure that you're kind of planning ahead, some of that stuff. Uh, another thing that we've seen people do uh, is kind of run promotions that tether with some of this marketing stuff. So if you haven't historically had, you know, maintenance agreements, kind of advocating for some of that stuff that can make more consistent touch points with your customers mm-hmm. uh, and then hopefully capture some new ones as well. So a little yeah. bit more on the traditional marketing side, but we've seen a lot of you know, mailers is, is kind of coming back, making sure that your email content is kind of partnering up with some of that stuff. Text messaging is huge these days. Um, so touching your clients that way, all things that we've seen been very successful. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So that, that covers, that really kind of covers point one. You're saying focus on marketing efforts. Yep. Um, so just as a recap for those listening, we talked about cleaning up your directories and all your online listings, making sure it's easy on your website for people to find your contact information and get a hold of you or to book or schedule, uh, find, ways in the community to get involved through trade shows, sponsorships, Facebook community groups, stuff like that. Uh, And then looking at ways outside of digital to stay top of mind, like direct mail uh, or maybe some traditional advertising radio billboard as well. So uh, point number two that you had made was uh, evaluating different parts of your business. And this is exciting. Obviously this goes kind of outside of the marketing realm and more into like operations. So let's dig in here a little bit. Yeah, cool. So I think this is a great time to just evaluate. There is going to be more downtime kind of historically, obviously with shoulder season, that's what it's all about. Um, So it's a really good time to find things that are either working really well and kind of ramp them up or things that aren't working well, and maybe it's time for a change. Um, So some of the things that we've seen people kind of work on or evaluate during this time is just overall staffing, really getting a better understanding of having the right amount of people, um, one, so that the business can remain successful, but then everyone kind of working towards the same goal. If people are happy and feeling good about where they're at, um, there's only success to come from that. So evaluating kind of staffing and your priorities going forward, it's a really good time to like do inventory, take checks, understand like what you have in stock, where you need new things. Um, it's a really good time to consider adjusting your hours. I think I alluded to that. So understanding if after hours is something or emergency escalation is something that you'd like to either get involved in, or if you've been doing it and, you know, maybe not seen success, uh, evaluate that. And then this is a really good time to, uh, evaluate new technologies. So 
seeing if there are kind of ways that you can use technology to help complement your business long-term. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about technology for a second. Cause there's a lot of, there's a lot of different technologies out there. Yeah. And uh, I feel like every day there's new technologies coming out for home services industry. Uh, so when it comes to like evaluating technologies, what's some advice that you would give contractors to avoid uh, signing up for a bunch of different overlapping technologies? Uh, I think that is a great question because it's very true. And also it can be harmful if you're kind of cross cross contaminating, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. it can be more of more of a stressor than a relief. Um, so I would say one is just due diligence. Just because you talk to one company doesn't mean that that's the best. So it's worth doing your due diligence, putting some thought into understanding the competition, understanding the marketplace. Uh, And then I think two is really honing in on like what your pain point or your need is. Um, Because if you find that a technology does, you know, one little piece of your need, but a lot of other things, sometimes that might not be the best fit for yourself. Um, But being open to new technology, doing your due diligence, and then really identifying your need and pain points. Uh, to find the right piece of technology that might work for you. Yeah. Yeah. And so a lot of times with, uh, you know, with a lot of the technologies, there's a kind of like an onboarding or a ramp up period. Oh yeah. Um, So would you recommend that contractors be more proactive with this like now ish winter time that way it's ready for shoulder season or wait till shoulder season to start looking into it? I would say for most of these technologies, if the most technology is designed to one uh, either streamline inefficiencies or two, help generate new business. I would say if you're looking for more of the part two, so generating more business, now is the time to get started. If you're really busy right now and you don't have time to do a lot of operational efficiencies because you're just so inundated, introducing new technology that's designed to increase efficiencies is great, but it might be worth putting it on the back burner until there is that downtime that you can really learn it to make sure you're operating it. Uh, better. So some of the new technologies that might be worth kind of waiting is if you want to redo your dispatching software or you need a new dispatching software, you want to launch a dispatching software, it might be worth prioritizing that one. Uh, If you're looking to do like AdWords or promote your business with some of these other technologies, it might be worth um, kind of preparing for that so that you have those kind of new businesses coming in or new new customers coming in um, during that slower time. So I think there's two sides of it. Depends on what you're looking to accomplish. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, we have a question coming in based on uh, the dispatching from Christian. Would you recommend to waive the dispatch fee as a tactic to hook those callers who might be shopping around during that slow season? Great question. Amanda, I'll let you take it from here. Sorry, you may have heard my uh, my dog in the background, so apologies there. Yeah, he's good. He's just loud. Um, I think that is a great tactic. Um, I think it kind of falls into one of the things that we were lightly touching on, which is consider uh, making promotions during this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, yeah, I think that's a great hook. Uh, it probably has to come with a little bit of an asterisk of... Uh, yeah. There we go. There we go. Uh, yeah, so it comes with a little bit of an asterisk, probably not worth doing kind of in uh, mass, um, but worth doing kind of on a one-to-one basis to get someone across the line versus being something that you, you know, promote on your website as, as a way to get new customers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the shoulder season uh, is a great time to run promotions. Uh, let's, we have a few clients that we've seen a lot of success with where we do a, uh, 
every year we do their spring savings and they're like their fall savings yeah. type of campaigns where, uh, because you know, it's that time of year, spring, springtime in particular is like, all right, the winter time's over and homeowners are looking to do projects around the house. You know, they're doing stuff out in the yard. They're oh, yeah. whatever it may be. They're, you know, they're looking for that project they want to knock off their to-do list. And if you just have essentially a catalog of offers um, for them, that way there's something for everyone. That's the way to go. So yep. like, of course, you obviously want to say like, they can't be combined with other offers, but um, you know, there's, there's just a lot of different things you can do out there to get creative. Uh, so definitely like that. I like the, um, I like, I like the waived uh, dispatch fee or the diagnostic fee waiving that uh, I've seen that work with some, I've also seen having like a flat rate, yeah, uh, like a low flat rate diagnostic fee that like, obviously if you accept repairs, it comes off of the total bill uh, is another one that I've seen work pretty well. Um, so yeah, that's, that's solid stuff. I like it. There's a lot of places on some of these sites too, where you can kind of advertise that or try it. You can do a little bit of AV testing. So I know that on some sites they have like little call to actions or little kind of notes that you can add in there. So worth trying different things, uh, AB testing some stuff over these next few months to see what really is lucrative. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. I'm bright. I'm glad you brought that up. So like if you're running Google ads, you can put promotion site links on your Google ad and, um, but with like, with, with that, you can only do like a monetary discount or a percentage discount. You can't say like free. Yeah. Like you can't say free, uh, you know, free diagnostic fee or free dispatch fee. So what you would want to do then, if you're listening to this, you would just find out whatever your DX fee is. And then, so like, say your diagnostic, or your dispatch fee is $89. You would just say on that, like $89 off service or whatever it may be. Uh, instead of trying to say free dispatch fee or $0 dispatch fee or 100% off. <laughs> it's always uh That's how you get it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so awesome. We, so we were talking about evaluating different parts of your business uh, yep. and then getting technologies ramped up in time for springtime. Third yep. point let's get connected with peers. Yeah. So, you know, obviously that means there's a lot of stuff out there, trade shows, um, podcasts, webinars, stuff like that. What are some other, other ways for contractors to get connected that you've seen or pretty well? Tons of Facebook groups, tons and tons of Facebook groups, tons of good insight. Um, also seeing more and more content come on LinkedIn. Uh, so I think historically LinkedIn maybe wasn't the kind of number one place. Uh, but seeing some really awesome articles, some really good insights, some really good tips, tricks um, through LinkedIn. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. You, you usually don't, I mean, LinkedIn obviously is like a great network for people looking for jobs or B2B sales, commercial, stuff like that. Um, but it's, it's never traditionally been the place where contractors go hang out. So I'm, I'm definitely in agreeing with, in agreeing. <laughs> definitely in agreement with you there uh, <laughs> that LinkedIn, I've seen some, some more activity picking up on there lately. Yep. So, all right. So we just covered the top three points. This is, this was the proactive approach. So now we agreed before recording that we were going to hit the proactive and the reactive approach, because sometimes we have listeners that um, they don't listen to it when it first drops, they listen to it four or five months later. So if you're listening to this in April or May and you're like, ah, oh, crap, I've missed the bus on all these ideas. What do I do now? All right. So if you are a contractor 
and you've you've missed the proactive shoulder season marketing stuff and now you're being reactive uh, amanda what do you suggest they do first and foremost with their marketing efforts I think first and foremost, you called it out first, uh, this can be kind of reactive and or proactive to make sure your online presence is consistent across every platform. Uh, so using all of the Yelp, Google, Facebook, Angie's List, um, any of those, making sure that you're consistent, that's easy. It takes, you know, half a day of time to make sure that it's the way you want it to be. Um, so this can definitely be a reactive, a reactive kind of tip number one would be that. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, there's, and there's always like the springtime and the shoulder season, uh, is always good for like your maintenance club people. Yeah. Obviously. Like I, I totally. think that's kind of, I feel like that's kind of a given. Um, so I'm not going to assume that everyone knows that, but like in the springtime when it slows down, you want to get those tune-ups in cause it, it keeps your guys busy, gives you the opportunity to get inside the door and, and find stuff. Um, but there's also a great opportunity in the springtime if you're being reactive um, for other services outside of just tuning up, you know, their AC, you can go in cause springtime, there's a lot of allergies. Um, so maybe offer a complimentary IAQ testing or a duct cleaning or something like that. Um, so yeah, get creative if you're being reactive. Uh, and I think if also, if you're being reactive, just take the customers that you already have. Like if you have a database full of customer information, just reactivate that as, as quickly as possible with an offer, uh, or with an ask, ask them if, uh, you know, ask them to enter a contest on Facebook and share it and see if you can drum up some new business that way, or ask them to sign up for, um, a free IAQ testing, like we were saying, something like that. Yep. I think this is a good time too, that you can explore maybe some new partnerships. So maybe connecting with someone who, uh, was able to be a little bit more proactive. Um, so, tethering up or partnering up with some new businesses in the area, running things together, um, you know, finding some new relationships to build out might be helpful as well. Yeah, absolutely. And so I guess if, if, if you're being reactive and we're talking about the technology portion of it, yeah. how does that, how does that, so like, I know that could be kind of stressful sometimes for contractors when it's busy to try to make a change in their business. Yep. Like, like we see this all the time with, with our service offering even because, you know, there's, there's a change that has to happen when they change marketing providers or websites or whatever, you know, whatever it may be. And it stresses them out to do it during the summertime. So, um, you know, what's some advice you would give a contractor in that regard? Like if they had to make a change on technology in the middle of, um, the shoulder season or going right into the summertime. Uh, I think again, kind of focusing on your main needs, um, but kind of going full steam ahead. If you're slower, you have the availability, you have the bandwidth, really invest the time and the energy into getting that ready so that when you are super busy, one, it's ready to go, it's locked and loaded, your team knows how to use it, you know how to use it, you guys feel really confident. Uh, it will only maximize kind of those busier months uh, and make you more successful. Yeah. So go full steam ahead. Yes. So that's actually a question I was, it all, it kind of just came back to me right now. Um, when we were talking about implementing new technologies, yeah. And I got sidetracked because I saw the question come in. Um, but it reminded me, uh, this is a real question that I've gotten from a client of ours who's trying to change CRMs. Uh, yeah. But there's a little bit of friction there from technicians and office staff because, you know, it's kind of like, oh, the guys don't want to, they don't want to change it now. They're like, oh, we've, you know, we've already been using this forever. Uh, what's some advice you would give to 
owners of businesses who are trying to encourage their team to adopt change? I love it. Change management is super hard. It's hard for anyone, um, even kind of coming from the tech world. When we implement new technologies, there's still kind of that learning curve. Uh, we like to make it really fun. Talk a lot about the benefits. Talk about the why. Show them where this is going to make their days and their lives more efficient. And then I think it's helpful to kind of reward the good behavior. So if someone really kind of catches on to this new technology and has some really good habits, shout them out, make sure that people know that, hey, they're doing the right stuff uh, and use them as an advocate. Because I think sometimes when you hear from, you know, maybe an owner or a boss or something like that, that, you know, you're kind of being forced into doing this, it feels a little bit different than if your buddy uses it and he's really finding a lot of success. So finding kind of that internal champion to really help promote change management can be super beneficial. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Amanda, before we uh, head into our uh, our final segment, is there anything that you feel that we missed or I didn't ask? No, but I did hear this today and I really liked it. And so I think it's kind of interesting when we look at shoulder seats, just kind of like wraps it up. Uh, I think that a lot of times when we do have these busier times, you really have to work kind of in your business versus on your business. So I think if you have the opportunity, uh, kind of let some of that working in the business go a bit and then use this time to really work on your business and make sure that you have a great uh, summer months ahead. Awesome. Yeah, that's great advice. I totally agree. Uh, so now that brings us into a new segment. We've been talking about doing this for a while, uh, but we haven't quite gotten there. And so I'm going to try to do this by the microphone so our listeners can hear what's going to happen here. Oh, all right. That was a beer. That was me opening a beer. It's only, it's 428 Eastern time. So I feel like it's already acceptable. This segment's called Hold My Beer. And what happens during this segment is um, I put a crispy cold Bud Light inside of a koozie, but not just any koozie. It's... Uh, I have a collection of koozies that I've gotten from trade shows. So if you ever see me at a trade show acting a fool, taking all the koozies from every booth, that's why it's for this uh, segment. So our first koozie for this segment, Amanda, I'm going to explain it to you. This is how it works. I'll explain it to you. Uh, and then you have to try to guess what the company is. So okay, um, this one, I think should be pretty simple for our listeners out there. You might know it. Uh, so this company, they're, they're an insulation company, Okay. Uh, fiberglass insulation. And uh, their mascot is the Pink Panther. Okay, I think I know it. Is it Owens Corning? Yes, this is Owens Corning. Yep, there's the uh, there's the logo. And so, yeah, great job on that. I'll. Yeah. I feel like uh, I feel like we'll have to try to make these a little more a little more challenging. <laughs> that one's pretty easy. We did a uh, segment called "Whose Hat Is That," and it was uh, definitely way more challenging. So. We might uh, have to set these ones up a little bit. Well, Amanda, I appreciate you joining me on the show today. Uh, before we sound off here, uh, what's I'd like to ask one more uh, piece of advice you would give to a contractor who is about to start his very own company or her own company. However, you know they may be a technician right now listening to this and they're like, all right, I'm starting my own company. What's the one piece of advice you would give them? The one piece of advice I would give would be listen to your heart. Oh. I think you, I think, I think it's a simple one. It doesn't really have to do with what we talked about today, but I think listening to your heart, uh, if you're going after this and kind of taking that leap, you obviously have the best intentions. You have the passion there. So just follow your heart uh, and you'll be in good shape. Yeah. 
Awesome. Great advice. Well, Mana, what's a, uh, what's a good way for folks out there listening to get in touch with you and learn more about Schedule Engine? Yeah, we'd love to share more. Um, I can be reached pretty easy. Uh, first initial, so A, my last name, which is Woodley. So A, Woodley at Schedule Engine, A-W-O-O-D-L-E-Y, ScheduleEngine.com. Awesome. Well, thank you all so much for tuning into another episode of the podcast. As a reminder, if you are in need of help with your marketing, digital marketing, website, any of that good stuff, hit us up at RivalDigital.com. Be glad to chat with you and see how we could help. Amanda, thank you so much for being my guest today, and I hope you have a terrific week. Thank you. You too. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in for another episode. If you're an HVAC contractor in need of digital marketing services, contact us today at www.rivaldigital.com.